You are listening to the Vijar Manthan podcast. Namaste and welcome to another episode of the Vijar Manthan podcast. My name is Sumit Sharma and it is my great privilege to bring this project to you, a Vichar Manthan project looking to explore modern day Britain through a civilizational lens, a Hindu civilizational lens, a Dharmic lens. And I use that word Hindu, not as a religion, rather as a civilization from the 10,000 plus year rich ancestry of knowledge, of wisdom, of how to operate in life, how to be, how to work, how to live and be a, a quality individual. Very excited today to welcome Anil G. Puri to the podcast. He's the group chairman of Puriko Limited. Uh, and Puriko is a company that deals with... Um... We are an internationally okay. based manufacturer of automotive parts, paper, um, and we have a presence in property, care homes, leisure, etc. Excellent. Thank you very much, Andre, and welcome to the Vichar Mantham podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, I think we have lots to learn. I know very little about your businesses and your, the way you've brought leadership uh, to, your, to, your, to the group. Um, so I think we'll dive into that a little bit further. And I think our listeners are very interested to hear what a, uh, a, a British Indian man in the UK is able to represent and how he's brought those ethics, morals, uh, the responsibility you hold into your business here today. So, so thank you once again for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here to talk to you, listeners. <coughs> thank you so much. So let's, let's, let's start at the beginning. Uh, we come from a, a similar land yes. um, back in Punjab, but tell me about uh, Anilji's upbringing. What was uh, your childhood like? Uh, very interesting. I was born near Chandigarh in our village, Mulanpur, which is uh, now Navi Chandigarh. Um, my father was a mining engineer. As such, he lived in the wilderness in MP, Madhya Pradesh in India. He was a chief mining engineer and, and growing up, it was all forest to us. Okay. So we were, uh, um, I moved to about five different states in India. So grew up in Punjab, moved to Madhya Pradesh during my, you know, very early young years. Yeah. Moved over to Rajasthan, okay. where my father put all the four brothers to, into Pilani, Birla Public School Pilani, okay. as, in a boarding, and then moved from there back to Jammu and Kashmir, back to uh, Chandigarh, then to Delhi. So wow. it's been a long journey. I don't think there's many, I mean, people travel around India a lot, but you, you know, you're able to call five different states home. Yes. Ah, that's very nice. Uh, it was a good journey for us. Yeah. Learning harsh at times, but it was wonderful. Sure. And you went to Punjab University? I went to Davy College Chandigarh okay. for a short time. And you were telling me earlier on that some of the land there is uh, from, yeah. from ancestry? So Punjab University in, in Chandigarh, that's built on part of our old ancestral land, agricultural land. So when they built it, it was acquired for that purpose. Mm. I've seen Chandigarh grow from nothing to the city that it is today. Excellent, excellent. I, I've been there maybe a good couple of years ago, but uh, it certainly comes on come on leaps and bounds. Um, no, great to hear. Thank you very much, Anandji, for, for sharing that with us. And so, when does when do you when did you get to the UK? When did you become uh, part of this soil here? When did this become home? 
I came to UK in 84 uh, on a work visa, which was uh, arranged by my uncle, whose business that it is. Okay. And, and how was those initial years here in the UK uh, living, learning, working? What was that journey like? Um, baptism of fire. Very hard. <laughs> okay. Where I lived, um, it, this was the day of the minor strike. Okay. So I, I was living in a small flat and, and um, in a mining town, which was a challenge. Right. So that was a big learning because the, the, the strike seemed almost like being in Bharat again because right. we have a lot of those didn't expect it over here. Right. It was an interesting challenge and an interesting learning. Well, is there a, a key story you can remember from those times? Was there something that happened? Two things come to my mind. First of all, one evening uh, I couldn't cook, so when I was going down to the fish and chip shop to buy some chips, but on the roadside, one side was strikers, other side was police. As I'm walking past, there's a little bit of stone throwing going on, okay. which was an interesting challenge. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening at the time. But more importantly, it, it is a diversity and the challenges it created in the families. Sure. So I had a lady working for us. Uh, her, she had two more brothers, one a minor, one a police. Oh dear, split. So it was this a, sounds like a Bollywood movie yeah, to me. It, it was quite a challenge for that young lady sure. at the time. Sure. Because, you know, you don't expect this. Whose side are you? What loyalties, where what do they loyalties. lie? So it was quite a steep learning curve and understanding people's challenges in life. Okay. So mine was nothing like that. Okay. And and then what about working? Was was that different? Was it harder, or or you're talking about sort of a difference? Uh, perhaps being from another country, not being from Britain, was early, that a challenge? Early stage was uh, on hindsight uh, interesting, is the best way to put it. So I was grown up in a background and working in India before I came here, and over here um, worked. Ethics are completely different. Okay. You know, you're on time, you're punctual, you're polite, you, you know, all of that went with it. Whilst I did all of that back at home, um, so it was not a big challenge for me. Okay. But it was a good observation to see how the Western society is working and, and perhaps partly why it claims to be a bit more successful because they have the disciplines in place. Interesting. That's very interesting. Discipline, quite a... a... A unique skill that people need to captivate, uphold, maintain. How how do you think you've gone about doing that? How has that led into your... I, I had always, um, if I take the discipline of work, I was always on time and on the rest of it, meetings, you know, you turn up on time, et cetera, et cetera. That was my style way back even then. But over here, uh, the discipline in all aspects of a working life, right. whether it's timekeeping, whether it's your work, whether how you behave with your colleagues, with your customers, with your suppliers, all of those things are a, a little different style of managing. Take care. And, and that was good learning. That was an interesting journey for that. Okay, very nice to hear. So let's, let's uh, move forward a bit. Now you've, you've been the group chairman for uh, the past 15 years. Uh, is there something you would have said to your younger self who just set out in the UK, coming coming from India, from Punjab? What what wisdoms would you think? The first thing I would say is that I never expected to be where I am. Okay. So I'm very fortunate okay. as to where I am. I'm fortunate to lead the group in that period in a different way. So uh, under 
my chairmanship, I've changed the style of the group. We do things a little differently. And um, the result of all of this, despite being doing it, will come through the next 15 years because you're sowing the seeds for progress and success. Okay. Which takes time. Of course. And, and you, you've got to have a, a long view to try and create systems and leadership that is sustainable. Right? You don't want success just for this year or next year. You're, you're talking about the next, yes. uh, in decades. That's right. I mean, uh, one of the, this is the benefit of being a private company. Mm. You're able to take long-term decisions okay. rather than short-term. We don't have to report to shareholders and say, our stock is up and down mm. sideways. We work for the long term. We try to work for doing the right things, okay. what is relevant, that's correct, that's meaningful. And these are powerful things that take time to consider. How does one create such integrity? Integrity, you start with that. So in, 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 in our business, we have um, we maintain integrity all across. Okay. So I'm going to relate a little story to you. Sure. So uh, those of you who live in US in particular, uh, one of our product development that we have produced is a paper for a coffee, single serve called K-Cup. Okay. So we, were, uh, we manufactured that, designed that, perfected that with our customers in, in America and we were their sole suppliers for that. Um, one evening I land back from, uh, and there are major customers as well, I land back from a, from a flight, turn on the phone, uh, go to pick up my car from the car park at Heathrow, and I start looking at the messages that are sitting. There's a message from my customer in US wanting to have a call, which I arranged. As I arranged the call, it would be about midnight of the day, which was I landed late in the evening. And, and the customer says, we have bagged and tagged your product. Took me a bit of time to understand okay. what it meant. This is quarantined. That means it doesn't like the quality of our product. Okay. They've had it tested, it's no good. I said, you can have whatever test you like. I'm very confident that, and he sent a lot of team members to test our systems, procedures, and quality system, whatever. In closing that call that night, which by that time must be about 2 a.m., I said, I have all the confidence in my product, my procedures, my team, and I think we've been through this ourselves, even testing can go wrong. Customer did not believe me. On the day, we had about $65 million at risk. That's the amount of money okay. that they owed us with the product setting system, product in the shipping. It's a lot of responsibility. A lot of risk. And they landed at a plant on the Sunday. Uh, on Monday, they said they will share with us the evidence of the investigation. On the, They didn't do that. On Tuesday morning, they didn't do that. Tuesday night or afternoon, they hey, said, You must be like sweating at this point. Okay, what's yeah, going on? Absolutely. <laughs> 65 million at oh. risk. We are very bothered. It's meaningful. It's important to us. And uh, Tuesday afternoon, they call their colleagues in America. They said, We're going back home without an answer to us. So we are now a period of, you know, that's gone from a day to two days to seven days now. Yeah. Looking for answers. Completely unknown. Absolutely. I think about the next week, um, this, the, the message came back, not from the chief person who, who started the conversation. We're going to start using your paper again. Okay. And this is the important point about ethos, about values. I had always, during this journey, 
understood, accepted that we sh would not have done anything wrong. So you had complete faith in, in the product and service. Forgetting my, in my team, because we are not everywhere, that my managing director, my technical team, et cetera, will not do anything to take shortcuts mm. to give a problem to our product, hence our name and our customer. And so actually you were in that moment with the, the, the risk and the, and the 65 million and everything with surety able to say, we have done what is right. I can assure quality. Um, that's, I, a, that's a great feat. There's I not had, many companies that, that can say that. I had full confidence that we would not have deviated for any reason because that is not the house style. We don't do that. That's great to hear. That, that is inspiring for sure. How then, I guess, if I want to go one layer further, have you ingrained that quality that uh, I'm even going to say the dharmic attitude there how have you ingrained that throughout the company you've used a good word called quality mm. we also manufacture the logos for mercedes and emblems for audi and bw okay so uh in many not of BMW? Those, not uh, sorry we don't do bmw so, okay well hopefully one day yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't have the capacity when they wanted from us these long-term relationships so um, on the quality aspect, that I have always believed should be key player for us in our processes. Mm -hmm. So if whether I look at our paper example I gave you, the Mercedes products that we do, all of these, and we have one more product called casing, which uh, we are today 55% uh, of the world market. So wow. anywhere in the world, anybody opens that product, it is likely that half, more than half the chances come from our plant, Absolutely. which is a phenomenal position to be. Absolutely. But all of that is possible due to quality. Mm. So in many conferences, many places, and my teams, they don't understand the word dharma, but I use the philosophy that quality is the key to our success. Amazing. And, and, and in, in the platforms where Hindu community is there and they've asked for, like you have just now, I would use the word, it is like our dharma mm. quality, and we must maintain it mm. the way we must maintain our dharma. Excellent, excellent. You know, it's inspiring to see how you've, your uh, experience of dharma, your understanding of dharma, you've allowed that to drive the ethos you have of quality, to make sure you're doing the right thing for the right person, with so much so that you're, you're confident to, to sort of make those decisions and, and the success you've had. So, Anuji, thank you very much for sharing those stories. That's, that's uh, very insightful. Um, tell, me, tell me what leadership you've had to bring, how those skills were curated and what they've driven and for, for you and the business. Because leadership's hard to come by. That's a very big subject. Mm. And it is leadership at all levels. Okay. That is the key to it. So when I was a junior, I had leadership from my team above mm. and leadership to my team below. Okay. So it's a big bandwidth. We mm. forget that. Mm. And it's very important at all levels. People say that's not my responsibility. That's not my bag. Yeah. So the lead, the true test of leadership is when, without using the word, without using your title, your position, mm. people start to respect you. Mm. They come to you for your for a discussion, a debate, a view, and that to me is the crux of leadership. 
but people, your teams, whether up or down, doesn't really matter in our value chain, they, they start to talk to you about it. That is when you, you know and you would feel that it is gelling together, it's working together, and there is a healthy responsibility for each side. And, and for everyone to have that responsibility, them, they must feel like it's, they're a part of the mission. They're on the journey together and it's, it's they're working. It's, it's also their business. So I, I, I use the word that I'm very fortunate Mm-hmm. that we are a private company as I said earlier so our managers unlike other parts of the globe do not have equity benefit okay but they treat our businesses as if they own like and that that is a very fortunate position to be and we are allowed that luxury because we treat people in a particular manner mm-hmm. and and we talked about the leadership point they will only do that if they believe in what we do, of what course. we stand for, yeah. how we do it, mm-hmm. how we treat our customers, our employees, our suppliers, our, you know, all the people in the value chain that we have. Mm. And, and I'm quite fortunate that there are, are managers. I have very few uh, Indian managers in my business and we are a workforce of over 2,000 today. Mm. Uh, and despite that, you know, they, they understand the values of being a founder business and what we're trying to achieve. Excellent. I think, Anoji, you've, you've definitely been instrumental to that, just even from the, the, the passionate way you're talking about how you take on that responsibility and, and the way you've described how it's transcended down into all layers of management. So leadership at all levels. That's a very nice, quite very nice anecdote um, that you've shared with us here today. Uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do something called the rapid fire round. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna do a couple of sort of quick questions, and so right. whatever whatever comes to mind, just sure. we'll, we'll go from there. So, uh, Anuji, what goes into your perfect breakfast smoothie? I don't have smoothies. No. no. <laughs> so my pre- perfect breakfast is a, a toast, basically toast. an Indian tea. Okay. Proper Indian tea yeah. that I make. Extra sugar. No sugar. I'm not allowed that. But okay. it's proper tea, and I've, and and that's my only luxury. I bring my loose tea from India. Very good. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. I, I can do tea and toast. Okay. Indian tea and toast. Yes. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island, yes. and you could only take three things with you, yeah. what would they be and why? First, it has got to be my Indian music. Okay. Because I'm a big fan. I've been for all my life. Who's, um, your, who's your favorite artist? Well, uh, I like Gazans, basically. And, and the recite recital of those by some some people is better than others mm. it enables you to understand so that will be my first choice second would be some poetry to go with it very nice and that, that, that's obviously then you need to live somehow and you know find a means of doing that yeah so those are three items to enable how to manage living on a desert island yes that, yes that is a very so, big ask but that's an interesting one and and uh, it's amazing to hear your, your music and your poetry would, would bring you there so thank you um if you could have one superpower, what would that be? We, as a group, and the founder of our group has uh, shown to us that he's passionate about charitable work. Okay. And if I had superpowers, I would like to continue down that journey. Very nice. We're in a position today, pre-COVID, we were, we were supporting about 65 students in Nepal. Okay. Um, a few thousand in, in Delhi, some in Gujarat. We'd like to see if we can expand that. So that is what we, if it was in power, that's what I'd like to do. That's amazing. And this, uh, I mean, we haven't even spoken about this, but this charitable sense, this giving back to community, uh, perhaps those are less fortunate, 
that sort of, and the business aspect as well, the inspiration that you have from there, um, very wholesome, very ethical, very, very moral uh, characteristics. Um, so so I, I applaud you, Andrew. It's very, very nice to hear. You know, when we think of uh, you know, businessmen in suits, uh, you know, in, in central London, Wall Street, that kind of thing, you don't think of them being sort of charitable or onerous or uh, the, having the, responsibility. The chari charitable journey has been interesting one for us. Uh, as I said earlier, it's my uncle's business. Mm. He is quite charitable. He hasn't done well like we have. And and I'll relate a story to you. So I was working in one of our companies. I've had a hard discussion with my senior leadership about my salary at the time. And then, which was not to satisfaction. That's, you know, nobody gets yeah. satisfied on that point. Sure. However, we go to a particular, there was a disaster in Bharat and some fundraising, and my uncle kept on raising his hands to increase the quantum of money mm. that he will support with. Mm. Alongside him, there were billionaires of the Asian community, and, and they had to match his donation at least, if not better, yeah. because their stature is a little higher. So on the journey back, I'm thinking, hang on. I've had a very tough discussion on my salary, but we have given away a fortune and it was a big lump of money mm. for charitable causes. As a young man, I was unhappy. Mm. As I've grown older, I believe that was the best lesson I have learned. Wow. And, and I will continue to carry that message through to everybody that we, 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 we do what we do. We all need you know enough to live on, mm. but there are other causes that are better than our own. Mm. And when we start living outside of our individual needs and for the needs of the community and the worldwide and mankind and humankind, uh, we, we stretch the meaning of life and our experience of life becomes much more fruitful as a result. We all think we need a lot more than what we really do. Yeah, that is the problem. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I think that's a good point to pick up on. That at all levels, we can do more. We yeah. choose not to. Mm -hmm. And that has been my mission to try and encourage people to say, we should contribute whatever suits you, whichever mm. discipline you like, whatever, however you want to do, okay. in, in, in order to for betterment of people. And there'll always be people who are uh, who could do with that support. Mm. We don't call it charity. We call it empowerment. We nice. enabling people. Yeah. And that is why our chosen style has become, we've also learned, has gone towards education. Education, if you educate the people, it enables them to do better for themselves in life. Excellent, so thank you very much, Anuji, for, for sharing that with us. Um, great, great stories we're listening to here on, on the Vichara Mantan podcast. Um, make sure you tune in for more content like this. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and your favorite streaming platform. And for more information, go to vicharamantan.org uh, to hear more about riveting conversations like the one we're having here with Anuji. Uh, we, we kind of left the rapid fire round. I want to come back to a couple more questions yeah. if I can. Namaste. Thank you for listening. Vijayamanthan attempts to start the conversation and keep it going in an earnest manner. We are here to talk, discuss and dissect societal challenges using a civilizational lens. Tune in on your favourite podcast platform or vijayamanthan.org forward slash podcast to find out more. Do you have a favorite quote? So on the first floor when you came, I'm part of uh, Middle East Engine, and this is export organization. And I said to the government, the ministers and the whole body, if we can export, 
so can you. And that I use that because as a nation today, we need export. Mm. Export's been close to my heart even when I was in Bharat to here and whatever else. And, and that's an important aspect of world of commerce. Very nice. Yeah. So we want to encourage that. Um, do you have a favorite book? It's a long time since I read a book. Sure. Um, but in my last trip, I was reading about uh, Chanakya. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can only read small passages okay. because it is a very deep meaning. Yes. It takes time to reflect mm. and, and understand. And the understanding but takes longer than what you how speed you can read. I think so, for yeah. sure. Yeah. The, the so I carry books like these nice. uh, during my travel. It helps me to just think and you know understand the world a little bit. Very nice. Uh, do you have a piece of advice that someone's given you that's changed your life? The advice or experience that I'd like to share is, is a different one. In life, we all want to be successful. Hmm. That's important to us. It's very valuable. However, in the journey of success, keep in mind, there will be times when you stumble. Hmm. You will fail. Mm. But don't let that failure get to you because you will come out of it if you put effort behind it. So I explained this point to, to a young lady at a university. Just, you know, how they are. Sir, I'm studying this. Will I be successful? I said, I'm sure you'd be successful. But remember one thing. When you were a young girl, did you play outside? And he said, yeah. I said, did you fall down? Yes. Did you graze your knees? Yes. Did you cry? Yes. What happened? Look at you. You're studying now. As such, same thing would happen in your life all across. Mm. Sometimes it'd be down. We'd be hurt. But the idea is to dust ourselves down and move forward again. And all of us can do that. Excellent. Great, great motivation. Great wisdom there, Anuji. Thank you for sharing. Um, I, I certainly believe on, in that same rhetoric. You know, it takes strife. It takes the, the gritting and the, and the grumbling along the way, the trials and tribulations. And so, Important aspect, we forget, we expect life to be smooth sailing. It never is. Sure. No aspect of life is that way. Sure. Idea is to learn from those experiences and not to make the same mistakes. Mm. That's equally important. Grow from them. Yeah. Thank you. Um, if you had to fight a horse-sized duck or 10 duck-sized horses, which would you pick? First of all, my style is not to start a war. No problem. I don't do that. However, I also believe that if I am involved in a war, then it, I will take it to an end. And, and, and whatever the size it may be. So we fought battles with people in business who are a lot bigger than us mm. and won. Mm. And, and, but we didn't start them. Sure. He is not to start. Try mm. and find a negotiated settlement. And but if you have to go to war, then be prepared and prepared to win. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. What does the term sustainability mean to you? Very fashionable nowadays. Okay, true. Uh, it's, it's sustainable at all levels. Yeah, okay. So whether we talk about environment, whether we talk about individuals, about business. So it, it depends on the application of the word for what you're trying to discuss yeah. on the time. So for us, if you look at our board outside this office, it says Environment House. Mm. Now we've been using that Environment House since 19, uh, uh, late 70s. Okay, before it was before the buzzword of today. Yeah, so, and the reason was my uncle 
was a in those days it was environmental studies heating and ventilation was called environmental studies okay. and which is why he used the name so people ask the question are we being fashionable mm. no we've been using it since late 70s mm. and and the same applies to sustainability sustainable at all levels sustainable in making this work sustainable in in our own selves in whatever discipline that we want to talk about mm. Mm. so it's it's a application relevant to what you're discussing and and also that you you mentioned earlier on making decisions for the next 10 15 years so any ideas you have uh, whether it's in business or in leadership to making sure that they outlive now today that they are around for, for, for the that, future that, to come that is a particular luxury for us mm. being a private company mm. so many times i've been in meetings i've attended things and my assistant would ask how did the meeting go and my standard response for many years has been talk to me in five years 10 years mm. i'll tell you whether it was successful or not. <laughs> and you have to sow the seeds for future yeah. at all times and that's what leadership point is about. You have to sow the seeds in your team members mm. for them to become better and bigger leaders in time, even bigger than yourself at times. Yeah. And that is the key to it. Very nice. Very humbling also. Thank you. Um, I ask my guests on the podcast if there is a commitment they would like to make uh, to themselves or to our listeners in front of an audience. Uh, so is there something, energy in your life that you uh, want to be doing more of or trying to do less of or something you know you should do but you're not quite picked up or, or a wild card? Is there something like that you'd like to make? I, I still have a few more things to do, even though I'm very close to retirement age. Sure. And, and uh, my experience has been in manufacturing. And I'd like to provide manufacturing advice to companies in India. Okay. I'm nice. not expecting anything for it. The, the, the idea is to see how we can assist them to become world class. Very nice. So that would be quite a nice thing to do and for satisfying for me. Yeah. No, definitely. That's the, you know, that, that giving back, that contribution of, of knowledge and wisdom. Um, I'm midway into some of my, my IT career, mm -hmm. but anyone coming out of university or, or doing IT in that regard, like I want to show them and help them and tell them like there is good ways of doing this. Here are the things nice skills you should have and so your view is scaled up much higher like you know Not businesses really. in india but um, so let me put the question back to you sure in the guidance you provide an IT, how do you share with the new entrants the roadblocks the dead ends that we find even in it or any other aspect of life yeah great question i am constantly looking at what's relevant what kind of skills have helped me in my in my short career that so far uh, and, and learnings from my peer group as to whether it's a technology trend, whether it's a certificate or an education thing, whether how to be in business, how to be in IT, how to show the value of, of the technical person. And so I am constantly showing my mentees, uh, read this, look at that tweet. What does that article say? Can you show me the value of this? Here's a course that's excellent. Uh, here's a course I'm studying right now. Why don't you get ahead 10 years early and jump on something like this? Because it will benefit you for the future. So that's the, the small things that I, I like to do. But uh, I think for yourself, uh, and you even said it, right, pro bono, your, what's fulfilling in it for you is empowering someone else. It is, it is sharing that knowledge. Mm. So let's talk about IT. IT is quite a young industry. 
it is growing very fast. Mm. It will continue. So if you go back to the 70s, what was IT? Mm. I mean, we didn't even have a fax at the time. Mm. We're getting anything. Yeah. And, and how the world has changed. I do believe that uh, products like IT, I know it's a big word, will be game-changing in the future mm. and enabling and inquiring people to, to explore, exploit, and, and enable people to use that would be a phenomenal area to be in. Mm. So that's a very interesting side of what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Anarchy. Brilliant. I think we've merged in and out of rapid fire yeah. round. We're getting into great questions. But is there um, some words of wisdom or some advice or something that you could give to our listeners at home who uh, perhaps are principled, uh, perhaps they're going into some type of leadership role or at the start of their career or in some type of business? What what ethos, what things have driven you? What advice could you give them? Seek advice from others, but mm. remember, have confidence in your thought. Mm. It's very important. We all seek in our um, Asian society, Indian society, extended families. We tend to have this great need for debate within the families and friends, which is great. Mm. But at the same time, hold on to your belief as to which is the right path for you okay. and hold on to our you know religious value which is not about religion it's a guidance mm. it's principles hold on to those principles that will uh, i think allow you to be successful in life over the long term short term blips we'll all see then that is not an issue mm. and and nobody can overcome those but i think the more important have strong belief in yourself mm. confidence awesome i think and and the things you've been telling us today about your strive for excellence, uh, your drive for business, showcasing uh, great quality leadership skills, uh, and, and the quality word that you, you pushed on, right? The, the dharmic aptitude that you've delivered throughout business, throughout life, um, has uh, a very wholesome character, very humbling. I'm very privileged to, to be sitting across the desk from you, Energy, and, and sharing these, this wisdom with, with our listeners across the globe um, to think about dharmic concepts, right? And, and I think the other point I always try and uh, discuss and close on is that, yes, there are a lot of people who are doing some good charitable work, but can you be that next person who takes on the baton from us? And why not? Mm. Why, how can we inculcate in our people a, a little bit of giving, which is our Hindu style anyway, mm. But making it more relevant and making it more prominent, we, we, we shy away from that aspect at the present moment. Mm. And, and, and I'm equally guilty of that, if I'm honest, because I should be speaking to you in Hindi. Sure. I, do, I, I can read Hindi, yeah. but I, I'm not having spoken for a long time, it becomes a bit more difficult to debate in that language. Yeah. So those holding on to those values. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Anirji, for sharing with us uh, insights around your life, around what it takes to be a business person, especially in the UK, on, on at one point uncharted territory, uh, and how you've managed to sew yourself in with integrity, uh, with with respect, with those uh, quality characteristics that, that make up um, a character here today. So, Anil G, thank you very much for for joining us on the Vijay Mantan podcast here today. Thank you. I don't recognize the words. I don't see them in myself. But thanks for those kind words. No problem. And to everyone listening at home, thank you once again for tuning in to the Vichara Mantan podcast. Uh, please do make sure you subscribe. Have a look at all the great content on our website, vicharamantan.org, and do subscribe to this podcast. My name was Sumit Sharma. This was the Vichara Mantan podcast. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening. 
Vijaramanthan attempts to start the conversation and keep it going in an earnest manner. We are here to talk, discuss and dissect societal challenges using a civilizational lens. Tune in on your favourite podcast platform or vijaramanthan.org forward slash podcast to find out more.